Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Down Wind, Tinks, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics, Dead Ringer, The Grind, Bomar Archery, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Camera, HHA and HHA USA, Black Eagle Arrows, Cobra Archery, Camp Chef, Novix Outdoors, and caffeine support provided by Deer Cam Coffee. Aaron, welcome from the hunting public. Uh, you know what? It is uh, another beautiful day outside, and uh, turkey season is in full stride and probably actually winding down for some states. But uh, how you been, man? How you doing? I've been good. That's what I've been doing for the last oh, two months is turkey hunting pretty much nonstop. I had a wedding in there uh, a few weeks ago. I got married. But oh, uh, other than that, I've been I've been dealing with turkeys since the middle of March, which is not uncommon. That's usually how, how our springs go. We start mid-March and we, we hunt them clear to June. This year, I think we'll hunt until June 5th. Wow, that's pretty cool. And then about, you know, usually when you do this each year, do you usually just hunt uh, like one turkey or do you usually go different states and hunt different different birds? Oh, we hunt all kinds of different birds, all kinds of different states. We usually start down south somewhere and just kind of work our way north, zigzagging back and forth from the west to the Midwest to out east. That is awesome. That sounds like a lot of work, though. It is. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of lot of nights sleeping in a tent on the ground and uh, random places across the country, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. So speaking of that, uh, the hunting public, something you put your you know soul into in the last few years, I guess, tell us about that brand and how it started and what it's all about. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we just started it basically out of what we felt was a necessity. We, uh, all of us are just your average hunters, you know, from all across the country. I mean, I'm from Missouri, Jake's from Wisconsin, Ted's from Iowa, Greg's from Nebraska, Zach's from Ohio. Um, we got, we've got just this melting pot of people that are all different personalities from all different places across the country. But the common theme 
amongst all of us is that we just we grew up hunting and a lot of us grew up hunting public land or or private land on permission and we felt like you know we wanted to create content for the general public that hunts so we called it the hunting public yeah it's very cool i you know i i can't help but think about it because when we started bowing our planet back in the day it was kind of the same idea but more around the gear you know what does the average consumer think of this bow or what does the average person think of this bow not the target you know professional shooter but what does the average person do and public land hunting has always been like something we've always done but to be honest with you i don't know how you guys do it it is so hard to capture public land hunts like on video and stuff for some reason i just feel like they're harder like if i go hunt a farm it's private land and you know, the guy's like, Hey, you're going to see 30 deer and they're going to come in front of you. No problem. No big deal. I can film that. That's not a problem. But when you start getting into public lands and how hard it is, and you know, it is, it is brutal. So hats off to you guys. That is literally un, unbelievable. And that's, I think part of why, you know, you guys have such great success, not, not, not to mention your hard work and all that, but like people love public land hunting. Like to me, I love it. Like, I think it's one of the most, you know, gritty, you know, get in there, get it done type hunts there are. And um, to be able to achieve it and do such a great job is, is pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So tell us about some of those adventures. I know you guys have a ton of videos on YouTube, uh, huge amounts of volumes of views on those videos. People obviously love them. So tell us about some of your favorite ones, I guess, uh, or ones that people should definitely watch or tune into. Oh, man, that's that'd be tough, because I'm <laughs> sure each of us probably have a different you know, opinion on which ones are our favorites. Uh, geez, I, I would say, speaking um, for myself and kind of for the rest of our group, I would say watch the turkey tours. Um, that's, that's our favorite thing to do, I think, collectively is turkey hunt across the country. Now, we, we love deer hunting and chasing mature bucks on public land, and we put a ton of time and effort into that basically when turkey season's over with that's where our focus is at for nine and a half months you know we're close to it but um in turkey season just seems like it's a lot less stressful for us we're just traveling around kind of in a group having fun where everybody you know you go to camp and most everybody's got tags so you're running around out there i mean just this last week i was in montana and wyoming with a big group, you know, all of our guys, and then our buddies from Onyx, and um, my friend Sam Solholt and his brother Josh, and we had groups, there were some days where we had groups of five, six, seven guys going out trying to chase turkeys, and that was a, that was a lot of fun, so I would definitely recommend checking out the turkey tour stuff, um, the deer tour stuff is, is also pretty cool, and I, you know, some of the, some of the most unique series of hunts that we've had in there over the years zach's got a really cool hunt from north dakota spot and stalk bow hunt that's a three or four video series at the beginning of last year and then uh i also went down to georgia and hunted in the mountains with a muzzleloader last year and that was that was a really cool series of hunts as well that's one of my favorites yeah, there's so much to choose from. That's really cool. That's it's so exciting too. I think to capture those moments and you guys can always go back and watch those. And that's just really, really exciting. So speaking of gear, I guess what does your gearbox look like if I was to come and you know hunt with you guys? What would I see as your bow, or your gun? Like what do you, what kind of stuff are you using? Uh it depends. Um, are you do you, are you talking like deer hunting or turkey hunting or that's a great point. Let's talk deer hunting. Okay. Whitetail. 
Uh, we're pretty uh, minimalist, if you will. Like I have to be able to throw all my gear in the back of the truck, including all of our camping stuff, food, water, and everything and camera gear for a week. So we don't use a ton of hunting gear. Like I'll take a couple of changes of camouflage clothes and maybe a few layers of like flannels or something to put underneath if it gets cold but that's pretty much it i mean it but all my camo clothes basically fit in a small carry-on duffel bag uh, on most of these hunts that we go on unless you get in real real late season where it's like 10 degrees outside yeah. then you're talking different but for the most part the clothing aspect is super light usually take two pairs of boots usually take a pair of hiking boots and a pair of rubber boots um pair of binoculars i have my bow which right now is a bear white tail legend and uh some arrows some broadheads i usually bring my my broadhead sharpening kit with me but all of that stuff fits in my bow case you Should know I keep it and, all in there that and then past <laughs> that i'm trying to think uh i bring a saddle and four climbing sticks nice how long have you used a saddle a long time? I haven't. I've used it for a few, for a couple years. I've dabbled with it now for about three years and I've used it seriously for two years or has it been three years? Let me think. Uh, yeah, I've used it. I've used it for the entire year in 2019 and 2020. How was it? I've actually never used one. I've, I've seen them and heard of them, but I've never tried one. I like it a lot. Um, I, I also like mobile tree stands. That's what we used to use all the time, but the saddle just kind of lightened up our footprint a little bit. Like it's the saddle and platform is smaller. It's easier to pack. And I feel like, especially with two of us getting up in the tree, we can get set up a lot quicker with the saddle and platforms than we could with, um, you know, two stands, camera base, camera arm, all that stuff. Yeah. What's been your, um, one of your, I guess, what's your favorite state to hunt for whitetail? Oh man, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask uh, the hard where, questions. <laughs> wherever we're at <laughs> on that given day is probably my favorite. I, I don't know that I could pick one in particular, to be honest, because I, I, I went into that Georgia hunt this last year. I mean, we're from Iowa and we hunt Iowa every year. Um, I went into that Georgia hunt this last year thinking, you know, this is going to be super, super difficult and probably not one of my favorite places to deer hunt. But after, at the end of the trip, it was like, this is one of the coolest places I've ever hunted, <laughs> hunted white. I mean, there's, That's awesome. there's, there's hogs down there. There's all kinds of, I mean, the, the, the scenery is amazing. The terrain is really cool that those deer live in. It's totally different than, than the stuff that we hunt back in the Midwest, but yeah, man, if I'm hunting deer, I, we hunt them in so many different environments and so many different situations. That's sort of, that, that's the beauty of, of deer hunting to me is just being able to experience those, those different situations and, and learn about how deer live in different environments. What's the um, hottest place you've hunted? The hottest? Yeah. Like California or anything like that's super warm. I hunted Kentucky during that early velvet season a few years ago, around September 1, and that was just plain miserable. <laughs> I mean, it was like 93 during the day, and we were hunting in the evenings mostly. And, I mean, we were, we were setting up in the T-shirt, 
and just one light pair of base layers underneath, you know, yeah. um, to just kind of wick some sweat off. But yeah, it was 90 some degrees and super, super humid. That was, that was the hottest that I've ever rounded. That's funny. Yeah. Cause we're from Michigan. So everything here has been, it's always pretty cool here. It's not like ever, I mean, it gets warm, but like nothing, you know, dramatic. And then my sister had gotten remarried in Florida and my family, we went down to Florida in July. And I was yeah. like, this is insane. And I oh, remember yeah. thinking like, I can't believe people actually come down here and hunt gators or hog, you know, in this time of year. Cause I, 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 I was like, this is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, so Michigan's bad. a sweet place though. We we've, we've been up there a couple of times and love it up there. Yeah. Michigan's great. We got a lot of public land to be honest. There's a ton yeah. of it. Um, chasing turkey series is a lot of fun. There's a lot of Turkey on Michigan. Now the laws they put in place a few years back have definitely helped to get, you know, progressively, you know, make the herd larger, uh, the deer so far, I mean, there's some, there's some big bucks. I'm not gonna act like there's none, but they are hard to get to and sure. far and few compared to like an Iowa or something. Like oh yeah. That, you know, no doubt. There's so, also way, way more hunters in Michigan. Correct. That resident is, hunter population is, is way bigger in Michigan. That is correct. Yeah. When we're hunting, uh, we hunt the West side of the state and we hunt about 300 acres, but even though it's 300 acres, the biggest bucks that we'll see, maybe we might see like a 140. that's maybe a one fifties pushing it, but I guarantee, and it happens every year, we'll see that buck in early season, like when we go out there in September and start glassing in August, whatever. But just around new season, if not just after that, they're all dead. Like they're killed so fast. It's crazy. And even at 300, they just, cause they move around so many farms that, yeah. you know, there's so many hunters that it's not like there's nobody hunting the next four farms, you know? So right. unfortunately we never get our hands on the big ones, or if we have, we've missed. <laughs> yeah that happened it's been a disaster of a couple of years i <laughs> got a nice buck last year and i was happy with it but i missed a 150 the year before twice and so i was not happy about that and you know i was gonna ask you that question do you guys mainly use do you use like all sorts of weapons or do you mainly use bow or crossbow or gun or what's your what do you use the most i guess probably compound bows um and we we do a fair amount of gun hunting as well but the majority of our videos is archery hunting yeah, that's great. Yeah, I actually just, uh, we just had the youth weekend for the kids for Turkey this past weekend. And it's the first time I've ever um, purchased a gun for my kid. <laughs> he, he wanted to use a gun. I'm like, I don't know, man, this is like Bowhunter Planet, you know, like, I don't know <laughs> if we can do this. Like, I don't know if I feel right about this, you know, and he's like, come on, dad, I want to use a shotgun. I'm like, oh, my God. So I went up buying this Winchester Turkey shotgun, which is actually awesome. It's a really nice shotgun. And, um, it's a 20 gauge and, you know, we were out there, we didn't get a shot or anything, but I, I, he's killed, um, he's, uh, uh, 12 years old now, but when he was seven, he killed his first deer with a, with a crossbow. When he was eight, oh, he killed cool. his second deer with a crossbow. When he was eight, he also killed a turkey. Then he had a lull, which he didn't see anything for two years. And then we had COVID. So he didn't go last year. And then this year he finally got to go. And he was, I, he was more pumped than me. He's like, we got to stay out here all day. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> like, Good man, deal. this kid wants to go. It was, it was pretty impressive. He's actually going back tonight, hopefully, and with his grandpa. Hopefully they uh, can connect. But, you know, turkey hunting, I really, over over the past, I don't know, I didn't do a lot of turkey hunting in my youth. And as I got older and with having the website and stuff, we started doing more turkey hunting. And I have to admit it, it's definitely one of the funnest things I've ever done in hunting. I think it's a blast. It's it's You can do a little bit more. I feel like I can do more in the blind. I can hang out with people and talk and still turkey come in. They're not like 
the smartest animal. They're not like a deer where, you know, you really can't move the whole time and it makes it very uncomfortable. You really just got to sit like a statue. It's just such a huge difference in animals, you know? And, you know, speaking of that, I know you've hunted other animals as well. So I guess like, what's your next, like, what, what's your favorite animals to hunt? Like elk, moose, like what, what would be your, your top ones if you could choose? Elk is my favorite. Archery oh, elk hunting in September is my favorite thing to do. Where do you um, usually do get, that? Uh, I've hunted them in New Mexico, Arizona, and Wyoming now. Wow, that's awesome. And <clears throat> it's been, I mean, amazing every single time that I get to go. But really I, cool. I, I don't arch, I don't hunt elk every year. I usually get to go out there about once every three, four years. But that's that's definitely my favorite thing to do. I think because, and especially hunting them during the rut, it's kind of a blend of of whitetail and turkey hunting. You know, you're you're hunting a big four legged mammal like you are with a whitetail, but they're bugling and they're talking to you like a turkey does. Wow. So you have that ability to interact with them, and but you also have to play the wind. I mean, there and it's just constant movement. <laughs> is what it seems like during that time of the year it, it's just amazing that's my favorite thing now sure. when you when you hunt an elk do you hunt it um are you constantly i i guess like because i've never done it so are you moving tree to tree with a bow trying to get close and then like you wait till them to look away or how does that work are yeah they like i mean a deer just, where they're like gone uh no you're just doing kind of a, a variety of all different things depending on the situation you're walking, you're calling, you're trying to locate elk, you're getting to high points, glassing for elk, you're spotting and stalking elk. Um, yeah, just all, it just depends on what the situation dictates for that particular day, but it, it's just, uh, constantly mentally and physically demanding to chase elk. I mean, all day, all day when we're out there, you know, with deer, sometimes you kind of get your plan in place and you get in there and then you're doing a lot of waiting to see something yeah and and you do that some with elk and turkeys but not as often it's more active have you done a mule deer i have not nope and i i would like to but uh there's a lot of things that i'd like to do i mean i used to <laughs> duck hunt all the time and that was one of my passions i loved waterfowl hunting when i was younger but i and i i love fly fishing for trout but i just don't get time to do that stuff because yeah you know, if it's September and I'm elk hunting, we're out there for close to a month. Wow. And then I'm, then I'm at home, uh, deer hunting for the rest of the fall or traveling to deer hunt for the rest of the fall. Incredible. So, and, then, and then we're planning for turkey season, which is basically, like I said earlier, we're hunting turkeys every day, pretty much from the 14th or 15th of March through the beginning of June. So at some point I have to be at home to be with my family, you know, and, yep. uh, take care of stuff here so, so what's your what's your schedule look like this year coming up what, what hunts you guys got planned that you'll uh, be on? in the short term we we're going to Maine turkey hunting in the beginning of june and then uh towards the end of june we're going to texas to hunt hogs with the ranch ferry we did that last year that was super fun so we're going to go down there and try to shoot some pigs with our bows and maybe blow up some tannerite on his ranch or something <laughs> it'd be pretty cool nice. um then uh then yeah we'll start planning for the fall one of my buddies drew a drew an arizona elk tag 
early archery for sep in September. So I may try to get down there and go with him for a few days. But beyond that, I'm not real sure where we're going next fall. I think we're, I do think Indiana is a state that we're going to hunt that we have never, never been before. Um, but outside of that, we haven't made any plans yet. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, you know, switching gears a little bit real quick, I wanted to touch on, you know, you and I had had previously worked together on this project for ATA, the Let's Hunt, and we were both in the Media Summit. What was your thoughts on the Media Summit? Did you, did you, I haven't had a chance to talk to you after, did you, um, what were, I guess, what were your thoughts overall with what, what we, you know, what was shown and what we've seen? I think it's good. Um, I think it's something that we need, a conversation we need to continue to have. It's, it's hard to get everybody on the same page, you know, pushing forward to do that stuff to, 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 uh, you know, really pitch in and take on an initiative because there's so many different influencers and content creators out there, you know, and everybody has got a full plate already, you know, of things that they're working on within their own brand. So trying to add one more thing onto them is, is a tough sell. Yeah. But it's definitely topics covered, you know, including getting new hunters out in the woods. That's something that all of us are pretty passionate about. So it's always a good conversation. There's lots of good ideas and stuff shared. And yeah, the last two, the last two that we've done, the, the virtual one this year because of COVID and then the, the one that we did the year before that at the actual show, they went over really well. And some good things have come out of those. I mean, we, from discussions we had at that initial media summit, we ended up uh, getting in contact with some state agencies. And now we work with, I believe it's four or five different state agencies on recruitment. We basically work with their departments, their outreach departments, and their R3 coordinators about how we can, you know, make the process easier to get people involved in hunting in their state. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I was blown away. I thought it was such a great thing to bring together so many different organizations that are influencers, because the thing about it is like, you have like the ATA is a great host for that. That's why I wore the hat today for you in this show. Yeah, <laughs> But the ATA is a great spot because they work with everybody in different ways. So it's, they're like the perfect person or group to bring together the different you know organizations and uh, you know, communications and all that, because the thing about it is when you look at it from a perspective of, you know, getting in front of an audience, you know, we all have the audience, right? So we have an audience to put in front of. And if you were to host all that and get all that together, the audience is pretty large if you were to put all of our stuff together in one spot. And I think that's why it's a critical thing to, to help and to help figure ways to build the heritage of archery and in, in the outdoors in general, just getting kids outside is always critical, but I really like the let's hunt initiative. I think it's a great idea. And I, we've been trying to hashtag it where we can. And I think everybody's done something already that I've seen. Yeah. Trying to push that idea, but I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I think it'll help in the end. It'll definitely do more. So. Yeah, I agree. So pretty sweet. I, um, I was thinking the other day, Oh, I know I want to ask you, sorry. You guys have uh, you guys got a video with this van conversion thing. This is like sweet. What's it? This thing got like it looks like it holds guns and like that's my buddy Sam's deal. Wow. Um, yeah, we were actually just hunting with him out in in Montana. That um, thing is cool, man. Tell us about it a little bit. What you? I mean, what you've seen of it? That thing looks unbelievable. I saw it again this last week because he he had it out there at camp. But 
Yeah, if you guys want to learn more about it, go follow Sam Sohold on Instagram. He basically just posts, you know, daily on what he's adding to this thing. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a hunting fortress on wheels. <laughs> I think it's sweet, man. It's got like got, these pullouts where you can put yep. like, it's almost like he took, I don't know how he did it, but it's almost like that stuff you buy in like a plano case where you pull out the little pieces and fit everything perfect. So there's like gun spots. There's a bow spot. I mean, it looks awesome. Oh yeah. He put a ton of time and effort into that. And before that, before he built that van, he had a bus. That he oh, I think I remember that actually. Basically, and and we went on some hunting trips. I think those are on the turkey tour in years past, where he was with us with his bus. But then he got rid of the bus and he went to the van because it was a little bit more economical to drive around and easier mm. to, you know, deal with. When he was driving a school bus across country, it got got a little hairy at times. Oh yeah, I'm sure because it's a bus, you know, it's it's <laughs> not the easiest thing to maneuver when you get back it on a yeah. road somewhere. But uh <laughs> yeah, he's got that van now and him and his brother have done a sweet job with it. They they yeah. both sleep in it and travel all over the the place with the thing. It's four-wheel drive and yeah. That's really cool. awesome hunting mobile hunting rig. It's cool as it gets. So where do you see, um, where do you see the media part of archery and outdoors going, I guess, because like, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we're seeing now, and I think is very interesting is you're, you're going from, you know, all these groups, like, you know, our groups and different groups like that to like literally individuals. I mean, you're seeing like on TikTok and all these different things, you're seeing people like turn on a water faucet and get like a million followers, you know, <laughs> it's like so crazy what is happening right now. And I don't know what that means exactly, but I was just kind of want to pick your brain on that. Like what your thoughts were with that. Yeah, I don't really know. It's constantly changing landscape. I, uh, I feel like definitely the, the digital platforms are the ones that are going to continue to grow. And we, we need to constantly adapt how we produce content, whether it's, you know, and, and, I'm of the opinion that we need to have content on all these platforms, even if the platforms themselves, there's, there's some of them that are controversial, you know, I mean, Facebook pulls stuff down sometimes that's, you know, you think is just fine. It's like, it's just hunting, you know, but their yep. views may differ from ours and we have no control over what type of content they're going to censor and not censor. However, I feel that the benefits of being on there outweigh the risks because that's where all of the young people are right now. You mentioned TikTok. That's that's a huge platform right now for the for the youngest generation. You know that we're that we're basically targeting to introduce into hunting. Every high school kid in the country is using TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you need to you need to have some sort of good educational archery hunting content on there to get them excited about going to the woods. They're not going to turn the TV on and watch a hunting show on a, on a network. Um, not like, you know, a 40 or a 50 year old person with a family would. So it's real important to kind of diversify your content for these different platforms. And there's, there's lots of young influencers out there too, you know, do it with their own stuff where they're just doing, you know, individual things like what you just mentioned. And they have a few of those platforms out there. And I think it, they're very, very important to the growth of the sport as well. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Cause like you, you see it, like, I feel like it's almost like anybody can 
kind of be their own show now. You know, you it's interesting with TikTok, especially. I watched this one, it's just this husband and wife, and the the husband's a cop, and every time he comes home, they like do some trick to each other, and it's hilarious. Like I just can't yeah. stop watching it. I'm like, this is so funny. And like every time that he comes home or she comes home, they're like hiding on the roof and they they shoot these powdered things at each other. But I was thinking about it and I was like, man, this is like really like the kind of stuff that you know, maybe archery needs, right? Like something funny that's kind of grabby that, you know, can pull people into more of the, like learning to hunt, hunting shows and things like that nature. But it's just so interesting to me, like how much is changing so fast. You had this YouTube for the longest time for video only. You had Facebook kind of do a little bit of everything. You had Instagram was supposed to be just photos and now they're copying the reels thing, like like a TikTok trying to like get into this, you know, quick video thing. And, and also how you film, right? as a producer and creator, not only are you filming, you know, like this now, right now you're filming like this, it's like changing yeah. the whole ratio of how you, you know, how you would normally film something. I mean, I'm not talking like a full episode, but like if you're trying to film something quick and fast and, you know, and you want it just for reels or just for TikTok, it's a completely different way of filming. It's not really the same. So it's hard to, to go back and forth. Cause now you have a different aspect ratio of the two different films so oh yeah it's interesting man it, it, it i'm i just can't believe how much has changed in the you know 11 years we've been doing bhp it's been literally just constant changes like it just never stays the same if, when i started this it was tv that was the big thing companies wouldn't even talk to us it was all tv then all of a sudden oh wait a minute it started phasing into this internet thing and then it phased you know there was forums for a while and then youtube and then, you know, it got into the whole Facebook was the big thing for a while. And then now I feel like it's complete opposite. All the companies are looking for podcasts. They're looking for all these things. You know, it's crazy. It's just a lot different now. Oh, yeah. Contents has changed drastically. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So, all right, you guys got the show, but you guys also have a podcast, correct? Yep, the Hunting Public Podcast. So check that out, guys. You get time. And then, you know, obviously, your guys' YouTube page is killing it. Oh, do you have the silver play button i think so oh i'm so jealous the one that that, that youtube sends awesome. you when you get to a hundred thousand that's so cool man yeah i think we have it we haven't showed it in a video yet but i'm pretty sure it's at greg's house that's exciting take a picture sent to me i'd love to see that thing just hold, okay. just having a hunting group holding one is just amazing to me. that's really <laughs> cool yeah that's that's one of my ultimate goals but now i'm like maybe i need to do a different channel to get it i don't know what can move faster <laughs> That's the, that's kind of the interesting thing with, uh, with hunting content and really hunters of the future. I feel like that we need to, we need to kind of embrace the fact that, that the hunter of tomorrow is going to look a lot different than the one of 20 years ago. Like people, people are starting to get involved in hunting that we never expected to have hunt. You know, there's a lot of people from the middle of the city that, you know, are starting to hunt for meat and they don't they're you know they're they're more worried about or generating organic food for themselves yeah and then they are about you know figuring out how to shoot a five-year-old buck you know yep. they they don't that's the moon to them they're just looking at looking at how they can get out and go hunting and harvest some meat and food for their family but those those types of people are ever popping up everywhere now and in getting involved in hunting we need to figure out ways to communicate to them as well. Pretty much everybody. So that's true. I think that's just good food for thought to think about moving forward. Like there's, there's been this kind of this blueprint of, 
you know, dozens of different shows over the years of like how you go out and you hunt whitetails and how you produce hunting and everything. And if you've seen one of them, you've seen them all, you know, they're all kind of very similar, but in, in even the way that they communicate in the videos and the, the language that we use in our group, if you will, is different than what the next generation of hunters is going to, is going to be like. So keep well stated, that, my friend, well stated keep that in mind moving forward. But yeah, to your point about gen or creating a channel, that's like something different. Uh, I think that's a real good idea because that that's kind of our, um, I don't know how, how I want to put this. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of where we're limited within the hunting public. Like we generate hunting content and that's, that's pretty much all we do. We create hunting content, deer hunting and turkey hunting most of the time. And then we dabble in a few other things, you know, we're going to do some trapping. Like I said, we're doing some pig hunts where we've, we got some elk hunts, but deer and turkeys is, is primarily what we do. I feel like if you had more of just an outdoor lifestyle type channel mm -hmm. on YouTube that reached a wider demographic, you could pull in more people that are kind of on the fence about hunting or you could at least you know show them that you know hunting is a part of your is a part of your lifestyle but it's not the only thing you're doing all these other things too you know you're going hiking you're going on canoe trips with your family yeah yada, yada, yada. i think that would be real interesting and that would be a that could potentially serve as a bridge to all those other people that are outdoor enthusiasts that just haven't picked up a bow yet yeah yeah true all right, Aaron, hunting public. Thank you so much, man, for tuning in with us. I really appreciate this. And um, everybody, check out their podcast, check out their YouTube page, Instagram. I'll have the links below and uh, some awesome content there. And uh, these guys are getting it done. So thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.